Well, hey, everybody. How you doing today? I hope you're having a good one wherever you're at, and I hope that uh, life's treating you well. You know, it's um, it's another beautiful day and all that stuff, and I'm just glad you're you know, going to join me for a little bit. You know, I was thinking the other day, I, a recurring theme to these to my podcasts and um, YouTube videos or the golden rule. And I hope that doesn't sound too Pollyannish or, or whatever, but I do try to live my life that way. And I'll bet you do too. Uh, and, and in doing so, uh, we enrich each other's lives and, um, you know, it just seems to work out pretty well, you know, treat others as you would be treated. And, uh, my dad, Clarence Reeb raised me on this premise and I'll just briefly, just for, indulge me for a second or two. And again, these videos are, um, I try to keep them at 10 minutes or less because, you know, we all got other things to do. And my attention deficit is, it, wait, when did my neighbor get that Jeep? But anyway, um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, my dad raised me on the premise of treating others as you would wish to be treated yourself. And my dad was a, um Illinois State policeman, God rest his soul. And he was a big guy. He's about 6'3", 230, maybe, maybe even bigger. I don't know. He looked like a giant to me, especially when you're a little kid and he's got that smoky outfit on but uh, and a cigar in his mouth. But anyway, uh, he raised me on that premise, but I never saw him raise his voice. I heard him raise his voice. Never saw him raise a hand toward anyone in our family or anyone. And there were plenty of times he could have because my brother and sister and I, you know, we kind of ran him through the ringer. Well, maybe not my sister so much, but my brother and I sure did. But anyway, so he was just always dealt with everything with compassion and care. And he wasn't one to say, I love you all the time and stuff like that, but I knew he did. And all he had to do was look at me and I was back in line. You know, it just worked every time. Um, the only time I did see him raise his, um, actually become demonstrative in public was uh, he was picking up my mom from her hairdresser appointment in downtown Belleville. And my sister and I are in the car, and he sees two guys fighting on the side of the street. So he parked as quickly as he could, locked the doors, and made sure that we were good. And he pulled these guys apart and held them at bay until the uh, city police came by. And I was like, whoa, that's my dad. Holy cats. And, uh, you know, that kind of sent a message to me, too, is in let's not screw up too bad here because I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. And And I really never was, even when I did screw up. But... Anyway, being raised on that premise, and as a kid, I was bullied, and it's just um, it's just a fact of life. A lot of kids were, and a lot of kids still are, and if they tell you that there's no bullying in school, well, that would be not true. Um, I know from firsthand experience, even now, of a, a young fellow that uh, he, he's, he's had terrible things happen to him. Maybe not terrible, terrible, but we really don't know, but it's never the teacher's fault. It's never the kid's fault. It's always, what did he do to cause this, you know? And that's just the thinking in schools these days, I guess, but that's crap. I mean, that's just stupid. It's like they don't want to admit they're at fault. What, are they afraid of losing their funding, you know? Let's sweep this under the rug or just go away. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, if you wanted to, you could press the issue on this stuff and, and get a lawyer and all that stuff. And that could have been the case with me as well. But, you know, anyway, it's crazy, crazy world. Um, anyhow, as I got older, I got bigger and I pretty much even the score with the guys that, uh, that I could, that I remembered, 
but that was then I was younger and, but it also taught me to treat people with compassion. It's the, it's the main thing, you know, um, whether it's the clerk at the store or a company president that you're dealing with, with a big order or something that, which I've done in the past, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. That's just, <laughs> that's just a fact of life. And, and, you know, you just got to look at, you used to say, uh, look at people as, as if they're, have their underwear on, you know, if you're doing a show or if I'm playing music, I, I never get nervous playing music, but I have no people that do that. And it just puts them at ease. Uh, anyway, to get to the point here, I've got a story I want to tell you, and it's about, um, it has to do with these, this exact subject or what could have been, uh, out in San Francisco, there was a, and again, I didn't, I Googled this after I saw the story on TikTok, but I wanted to pass it along. There was a, a guy out in San Francisco. He was a psychologist for the San Francisco Police Department, and his name was Jerome Moda, Mata, or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. M O T T O, I think. And his job was among his many jobs as as a psychologist with the police department. Believe me, <laughs> if anybody needs a psychologist, it's the folks that live in San Francisco. That's for sure. Anyway, to get again to get to the point. Uh, um, Golden Gate Ridge apparently is a big place for people to commit suicide and it's a tragedy. It's a shame, but it's been happening for ever since they put the sucker up and it's just like that. Um, i you've probably heard of that. So people would jump and then this guy, this psychologist, uh, Mr. Moda, he would uh, research why they jumped, try to figure out if it was a real suicide and he would go to their houses and talk to family members and friends and, and just try to bring closure to that for the family, as well as, so it was a sealed record. I'm, I'm sure they had everything to do with it. So anyway, um, he did this all the time, and it was like any other thing. You do it every day, it becomes routine. I, and I don't know how EMTs and emergency room doctors and just folks like that in general, I don't know how they do it. But God bless you for doing it, because we need you. So this guy, he's, um, he sees this stuff all the time. One instance out of all the times he was investigating a suicide, he said this one shook him to his core. This guy jumped, and they somehow traced back to where he lived, his apartment or house, whatever it was. So Dr. Um, Mr. Moto, I guess Dr. Moto, really, he came to the house, and he saw a note on the dresser. Well, he'd seen notes by the score doing this all these years, and he's like, oh, another note you know, goodbye, cruel world, you know, not to make light of the situation, but that's, that's pretty much, um, you know, he would see this stuff and you just got to get used to it. But this note was different. And here's why this note said, I'm walking to the bridge. Now, if one person stops me and says, hello, I'm turning around and coming back home. Well, obviously he didn't encounter anyone that was willing to do that, and he jumped. But isn't that a shame that this fellow had to, it wouldn't have taken much to save his life, and he would still be here, whoever he was, God rest his soul. Isn't that terrible? I mean, don't, don't you think? And that's why it's so easy to be that person, to be that person. I told you the story about the, a couple of podcasts ago about the, uh, the clerk at the grocery store, she wanted literally nothing to do with me. I don't blame her. 
but I was trying not to look like a creep that day. You know, I just dressed like a normal dude, picking up my deli ham and whatnot. And um, I, I was very careful in approaching her, but I was trying to make her laugh. So as I pushed my cart around, I came back and I thought of a few things and I got her laughing. She had to pull her mask down because she was laughing. Now, who knows if that meant nothing or if it meant something that she thought about all day. Not about me, just about how it maybe it broke up her day and made it more feasible and made it more enjoyable. You know, I, 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 I would guess. And it also reminds me of the John Prine song, Hello in There. You know, if you see some vacant uh, hollow eyes, don't just pass them by as if they weren't there. Say hello in there. You and I can be that person to somebody. You may be one person, but you can be the world to that person. That's pretty much my, my message of, of this entire little diatribe I've been on. But it's not dumb and it's not BS. It's the truth. It's so easy to make someone's day, and it's so easy to be good to each other. Now, if somebody screws with you enough, that's another story, <laughs> and that's very true. But even now, I, I got older, and I just walk away. You got to suffer the fool sometimes, and, you know, people are just going to be, hey, big guy, you think you're tough? I'm, no, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> anyway, you, you, you got to suffer the fool sometimes, but you can be that person to, to anyone in the street and you don't know how it's going to affect their life and you'll feel better for it. So you know what? Get out there and do it. Have some fun. Throw your kid up in the air and catch him and make him laugh and have a couple beers or zasparillas tonight with your wife or girlfriend or whatever, significant other, and just enjoy it and just be happy because that's what we're meant to be is happy. Anyway, enough for me, I, but I do want to remind you real briefly that this podcast, SMFR the podcast, is on Apple, Spotify, and Google, and you can also check out the SMFR um, channel on YouTube. This, there's a, um, a bridge version of this on YouTube, and that way you can see just how darn handsome I am. Well, I'm really not, but I'll pass. You know, my wife still likes me, and I'm happy about that. I'd also love your input. You know, I've got my little podcast thingy here. You can call if you want to email me or put it in the comments of any of the above uh, that I discussed. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever. There, It's up on everything. And I would like your input. I'd like to know what makes you tick. I'm very curious. I really am. And it, if it's something that we can all get learn something out of, well, that's great. But anyway, my email is smfrthepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And we'll have another one up shortly. And I, I do appreciate it. I want to keep doing this. So I need your input to keep doing this. I certainly appreciate it. And I wish you all the very, very best, really. Remember, I love all y'all. See you next time.